It's episode 15 of the One-Eyed Dog podcast, reviewing round 16 after we got done by Brisbane on Thursday night. We're going to get straight into it. We're going to go straight to the highlights of that game. And that's all we've got time for today. So <laughs> thanks for joining us, Smitty. Dave, you got Guy here. We are struggling after a pretty ordinary night up in Brisbane, aren't we, boys? We are, listeners. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the One-Eyed Dog podcast. Guy, Dave, always a pleasure to see you, gents, and talk to you, of course. Listeners, Guy did promise us a joke off the top, and uh, will you let us know if you think <laughs> that was a joke or not? Come on, that uh, wasn't bad. That, that was, was pretty right. good. That's pretty good. That right. <laughs> oh, I, don't yeah. I don't know if it was a joke, but it was very truthful. There's not much to well, say. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, true. Sometimes the truth is the funniest. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fun <laughs> fact. Fun fact, yeah. fun, fun fact for the podcast, we have no highlights. It's not entirely true. I've got one that I did bags from the night. Look, we've got to talk about the game, don't we, unfortunately? We, we do. Yes, we do. I'd like to say that when we launched this podcast, we made a promise to the listeners that we'd get an episode out within two days of the game. You know, mm. Thursday night makes it really tough to get That's it out. So we're we're yeah. recording on Sunday afternoon yep. and we played yep. on Thursday night. Thursday so night. Mm. by the time this gets out, um, hopefully most of you have got over the loss. Uh, and we're looking forward to next week. Now, I don't know if we made a promise on the length of the podcast, and we've sort of hovering around the mid twenties to half an hour sometimes. Yep. Not sure we'll get there today. No, <laughs> it might be a little bit shorter. This is the lightning carnival edition of the podcast. Yes. Yeah, very quick. <laughs> so we got done by forty-one points. We came out all right. We looked all right at the start. Really good. And then I don't know about you, blokes, but I just started to feel like. We're losing control here. It started going downhill, and I thought, mm, I don't know if we're going to reverse this. And mm. we didn't. They went on to be a little bit of an avalanche in the end. Now, we have a controversial incident, obviously, that everyone's talking about, so we'll talk about that as well. But overall, we just looked a bit lackluster, didn't we? I couldn't tell exactly what we did wrong. I mean, there are a few things, but just all around the ground just didn't look quite up to it. No, you're right. And we did start well. And then when they lost Zorko, their captain, in the first yeah. few minutes with a hamstring, and we don't want to see anyone get injured, but if they're out for the rest of the game and they've activated their sub, I feel like that's a little mini win already. Yep. We were using the ball well. JJ kicks the first goal again. I'm thinking, oh, well, we're on today. And then there was a point where the switch flicked, and we found it pretty hard to flick back on, didn't we? Yeah, I agree with you, Smitty. When Zorko and Rich were off, we got three goals up, I think. Was it in the start of second or end of the first? And I thought the same. You know, we're, we're a real show here. Like Guy said, they very lacklustre after that. We just sort of dropped off. And I think the boys would have rather been at the theme parks than at uh, Carrara. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't at Carrara, were they? They don't play Carrara no, anymore. No, got that wrong totally. We're not playing the Brisbane Bears. So, look, yeah, it was pretty disappointing. We we struggled up forward. I mean, some shocking. We've been talking about how the kicking's been okay. What about some of the shots at goal? How many do oh, we kick no. out of bounds on the full? Very, very gettable goals directly in yeah. front. And yeah. a long way out, not not just no, sort of drifting. Just, like, yeah. It left the boot and you said you could see – that's going to miss. That's yep. There's no wind anywhere on this planet. And, get that you know, back Norts was guilty. Scoring distance. Jamara was guilty of it. Jamara marked better than this game. Yeah. I thought he was strong yeah. in packs and contested yeah. marks was good. But the, the telling fact too, which which is always a worry, if you didn't know a score of a game and someone said you had seven more inside 50s in the opposition, you would go either we won it or it was a fairly close game. Mm. So we had yeah. 57 inside 50s to their 50. And we lost by what? Forty-one points. That's 41 not a good. Points, yeah, that's not a good good sign, is it? Think about those inside fifties. 
I mean, we had 22 shots out of our how many? 57. Yeah, and then they had 28 out of their 50. Mm. So they've, you know, yeah, they've had more yeah. shots and clearly kicked more goals than us and gone in less. Well, it just yeah. rebounded straight back out. Every time it went in, mm. it went out. We, you know, we struggled. Yeah, small forward wise, we're struggling a bit. You know, we struggled up the other end. We really miss Caleb Daniel. And when Charlie Cameron got up and about, you know, I guess when you're allowed to push people in the back at will, it's pretty hard to stop a bloke <laughs> when he can just do as he pleases. And look, we're trying to stay calm, but I think we need to segue into a discussion on the umpiring on oh. Thursday night because it was out of control. Now, we weren't good enough on the day. We'll yeah, we'll say that, that straight up. Five minutes to go until half time, and we are still yet to get a free kick. You cannot tell me that we haven't been infringed or uh, and been infringed against in two almost two quarters of football. Like that is yep. unbelievable. And what got to me, the commentators. Not that I want the commentators to discuss that we deserve free kicks or you know it's seven to zero. There's something wrong here. It's more around when Charlie Cameron did push Anthony Scott in the back and played him to kick a goal. There was no discussion of oh he might have got away with one. Mm. Or mm. often commentators give a little bit of a balanced opinion. It was all just about Brisbane, 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 and there was only one team out there. It felt like. Yeah, agree. And look, frankly, that wasn't the only time Charlie Cameron did that. And I don't know how you're going to get an unbiased commentary when you get the bloke who coached the grand final 20 years ago, which is what they were mm. celebrating on the night. Lee Matthews, he's in the commentary box. He's hardly going to be unbiased, is he? No, correct. So it was, everything was stacked against us. The umpiring was absolutely appalling. And really the consistency It's one of those ones where they could do a 360 spin and get the ball off or even drop the ball. I saw them flat out drop the ball a number yes. of times. Play off. Yeah. And then for us, it was like a millisecond to get rid of it. Nah, holding the ball. And even high contact. And Dave, you, I think we spoke at halftime and you told me that a stat had come out during the week that the dogs yeah. had had the most free kicks so far this year. It and came it really, out that day. Yeah. It came out that day and it yep. really looked like, who's the umpire boss these days? It's an ex-player, isn't it? Good Used question. Wayne Campbell, remember? Who's it remember. I reckon even Geeshan had a go. It's not, not Scott, yeah, is God, it? Not Scott. Geeshan, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's Chris Scott, isn't it? Is it Chris Scott? It I is. Think so. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, pretty violent. No, no, no. There. I think Chris Scott's the Geelong coach. Yeah, no, Brad. Chris Scott's the Geelong coach. Brad Scott. Okay, Brad Scott. Yep. So how he ended up the umpire's boss, who knows? But anyway, he's the boss of the umpires. He must have said to them, don't give the dogs free kicks because yeah. they've got too many. Because it was clear them. something was going on. But yep. anyway, that's all water under the bridge. Let's give one highlight. I bags this highlight on Thursday night because I said to you, blokes, it's, they're going to be they're gonna be few and far between. I'm taking this one. Dominic Benendo, first game and first goal in AFL footy. That was very exciting. And it was exciting because I think we were still up at that stage. So everyone got around him. I would just want to go back a step there, Guy. And I'm, I'm just impressed about how well you said his name. Oh, yeah, Benendo. Yeah, I'm I've struggled, struggled with that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 been, he's been Debendo for me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not 100% sure I'm getting it right, but I'm just going with it confidence. Done well, done well. No, it, was a, it was a great moment to see him kick his first goal, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, that goal put us 18 points up. Mm. So at that stage, you know, my landrum was, was rocking. We're yeah. up and about. <laughs> That's kind of where it ended. <laughs> went downhill from there. And that was pretty and early then, on. Too. And then when we discovered that uh, apparently now it's okay to push people into the umpires in order yeah. to get some separation, wow. run ahead, be on your own, take a mark, and really kick the goal that broke the camel's back, as they say, yeah. it would straight to the tribunal. But it doesn't help us from Thursday night, does it? 
No, so listeners, when you are listening to this, there may be a decision, but it's been mm. referred straight to the tribunal after a fine. And that was something else, but the commentators, they didn't yeah. seem to even mention it. An umpire has been flawed, mm. whether yeah. it was accidental or deliberate or somewhere in between. There's no umpire on the ground. Like when a player has a free kick, there's a protected zone. Yep. If you run near them, you get 50 metres away. There should be a protected zone against the umpire. And if someone pushes, and the push was 25 metres off the ball. So it was yeah, a free the ball. kick to Gardner. Yep. If you pushed off, should have been a free, yeah, yep. And he he pushes over an umpire, runs free, takes a mark, kicks a goal, and well, that's kind of that's the ball game by that stage, wasn't it? I agree with this video. I was watching it on Ko, and half time, I think it's they bring in the Fox commentary, or I don't know who it is, but Dunstall was on there, and Dunstall's like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe fine, nothing in it, not much in it, nothing. And I'm like, well, I remember the days when if you even brushed up against an umpire, it was it was an absolute outrage. I, you know, we've seen players take some big penalties because Tapey the Green. umpires well type it. But the other thing is, like the umpires aren't they're not like the footballs. They're not built like the footballs. So no. you could no. do like Ryan Gardner's a big bloke, right? Yeah. Now you forget that he's a big bloke because everyone else out there's a big bloke. But if you get pushed Ryan Gardner gets pushed into you and you're not a big bloke, you could do some serious damage. So I was watching yeah. on Fox Footy and the replay from behind the goals, you couldn't actually see Hipwood push Gardner into him. It was only when they brought the view from the wing side, looking at it face on, that you could actually see this deliberate push, and that made it a lot more obvious. Whereas from the goal end, probably couldn't see that couldn't little see push. So, yeah. so I'm thinking the other umpires didn't see it because I wondered why they just didn't stop the game and ball it up at that point, which they probably should have. But you know, that umpire probably lost his whistle when he went down. The other umpires didn't fully see it or know yeah, what well, happened because it was, as Smitty said, it was so far off the ball. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But th- but is it a good point, Smitty? When people are that far off the ball, you can't hit them. You get the freak is freaking against you. So And no mm. one's even talking about that. So unless no. I've got the rules wrong, everyone's talking <laughs> maybe, about the umpire contact, which is the bigger issue. Maybe you can shove them in the side. I don't know. Like, maybe. But not that far off the ball, no. I wouldn't have thought so. But look, the long and short of it is we really we blew it. We had to win that. I personally am getting concerned. We try to stay positive on the podcast. But I've got to say, we're not really fronting up to top eight sides. We can beat any, we can beat the sides below us, but we're struggling at the top eight sides. I saw a headline saying Bevo don't stop believing or Bevo's still believing. Smitty, did you catch the press conference? Uh, no, I didn't. I was oh, uh, fairly quick to um, turn the TV off as the siren. <laughs> I went brush the teeth and hopped into bed. So, uh, me, falling, me falling asleep to Bevo's well, press conference wasn't exactly what I was after on Thursday yeah. night. It was a Thursday night too, wasn't it? You had to work it was on Thursday night. We exactly had to work. Right. Yeah, that that really threw me, by the way. At the end of the game, I'm like, ah, oh, beauty, Saturday night. Oh, hang on a minute. It's Friday. i got to go to yeah, work. It's a double whammy, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, that's Thursday night. That's behind us. But. It has created some issues. Before mm. we get to that, because we're going to look at what we've got coming up a bit later in the podcast, but we did have something else we wanted to talk about. <laughs> now, Dave, on Thursday night, this is 10.30 p.m. You sent me this message. So it must have been pretty much at the end of the game or after the game. You asked this question, which we'd be interested in hearing from the listeners on at Western Bulldogs podcast on Instagram or at West Bulldogs pod on Twitter. This is what Dave said in our WhatsApp group. What about taking a mark on the goal line, robbing your teammate of a goal? Acceptable or not? Noughts did it twice. 
Dave, over to you. When when we were kids and we played footy, or when we were our teenage years, you, you just you just love getting a snag. You know, it was all just part of you know your eyes lit up, the ball came to you. You just you, you wouldn't care if it was on the goal line, if you were ten meters out, wherever it was, you'd you'd get a cheap goal. I used to love cheap goals; they were part of my game. But the players <laughs> now are, are, are trained to be unselfish. They're trained to think of their team. You don't take a mark on a goal line in case you spill it and it goes through a point. There's there's all those things that come into play. Whereas Norts the other night just thought, no. Nah, I'm doing this, and took took the mark, got the goal for himself. Yeah, I did notice it, and I it, it, it's a tough call because if he's in the heat of the moment, because it was always contested, like he wasn't just standing there, was he? No, he was contested, but it is a gamble because if he doesn't take the mark, yeah, that's over the line for a point. In fact, they reviewed one, didn't they? Remember that? Oh, exactly right. So this is when the umpiring wasn't going well for us, and the game felt like it was sort of slipping away a little bit. The balls come flooding in. Norts has marked it. Goal umpire right there looks to the field umpire and says, I think it's a mark. The field umpire says, I think it's a mark too. Then they say, let's review it. <laughs> Why? Two umpires yeah. who think it's yeah. a mark. And then <laughs> he said, I just want to make sure he didn't take it over the line, like one yeah. touch on one side of the line, another touch on the other side of the line. The replay is clearly a solid mark, clean. Solid mark. There, wasn't even, there was no juggle at all. I Nothing did feel a little bit sorry for that goal umpire, to be honest, because I always feel like the field umpires put a lot of pressure on the goal umpires for the review because he comes yeah. steaming in. Goal umpire says, I think it's a mark. Field umpire says, I think it's a mark too, but do you want to review it? It's like that passive-aggressive question of, because yeah. if you don't review it, it's going to be your fault. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, what's he going to say? So... We got onto that. We were talking about what's not acceptable, whether it's acceptable to mark the ball on the line. I haven't had a robust discussion about it, but maybe just if you're uh, if you're very confident you're going to mark it, it's okay. And what about other behaviour that's unacceptable amongst, you know, we talked last week about going too far and shout out to my mate Shane, who very provocatively raised the 1997 prelim final with me when I was out to dinner with him on Wednesday night. He's a Crows supporter. Oh. And I told him that he's gone too far, just like the guy went too far. So, Shane, I hope you listened to that episode, and I hope you're listening to this one, because I don't want to hear any more about the 97 prelim, right? So we talked about going too far, but what about what's unacceptable from your teammates? Probably marking their goal on the line if it's a clear goal and there's no contest is unacceptable. What else, yeah. Smitty? I know you had one from the other night. Well, I've got a couple, and I think this one has definitely changed. It used to be unacceptable, and it kind of is still in junior footy, to kick a cross goal in the back line. Back in the 80s and probably the 90s, you know, you would never kick a cross goal in the back line. It was either from the pocket, out to the wings, or out to the flank. Maybe get it to the middle of the ground if you can, but you'd never go from one back pocket to the other. But now that's just standard play, so that's well, certainly changed. Most of the junior footy I watch, that seems to be the game plan. And I mean, me and the other dads on the line go, don't kick it across the face. Don't kick it across the face. And away they go. But yeah, agree with you on that one. So what else? You had a couple. What else you got? Yeah, I've got another. So I think back in the day too, again, these are different ones. These have all changed. So back in the day, uh, it really wasn't acceptable by your teammates. If you were a young player or an up and coming player, to straight out with the Larry boots. It was oh, kind yeah. of like, hang on. Yeah. Mate, you're a young player. Just rock, rock the blacks, and maybe, rock uh, the maybe black a little tiny yep. stripe on them or something, but yep. not the uh, Larry fluoro. In fact, my son wears bright yellow boots, which I kind of like because I can see where he is on the field. Yeah. You can make him out <laughs> quite good. But now it's odd when a player wears all black. They stand. Well, out. you don't see it, right? Because it, it it used to be, as you said, there'd be twenty blokes on the team, eighteen and two on the bench, and eighteen of them would wear black boots, and Dermot Brereton would have fluoro boots, and <laughs> yep. you know maybe one other, and that was it. 
And mm. it was almost a bit like, oh, you're a bit of a goose for wearing Look those. At me. Nowadays, I don't even know if you can buy black boots. Well, someone had black boots on uh, this. I'm not sure if it was one of our players, but someone did. And my daughter said, looks like he's wearing school shoes. <laughs> She's never seen black boots. No. <laughs> so, that, yeah, unacceptable. I think the other uh, unacceptable one when you're a junior player is if your captain runs past you and calls for the ball, you've got to give it to him. It's unacceptable yep. not to give it to the captain. And it doesn't matter if it's a hospital handball, if he's in worse position, captain calls for it, you give it to him. And I have to say, I've seen that a lot with Bond. Like often Bond will like be creating play and he might not always be in the best position, mm. but when Bond calls for it, you give it to you him. It. It's that yeah. simple. And I don't, that doesn't matter if you've played 10 games or 200 games. If Bond calls for it, you give it to him. Well, yeah. I swear, if, if I ever saw Bond and he walked past me and said, Smitty, Smitty, give me your wallet, I'd, I'd just give it to him. I'd literally <laughs> just give it to him. Handball, straight to his chest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that just reminded me, speaking of milestones, we had two milestones on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Jack McRae, 200 games, and Bailey Dale, 100 games. Very impressive. So, Smitty, that adds to our 200 gamers since 1980. What are we so up to We're getting now? close to my... What was it? 20? Low 30s? <laughs> yeah, low, but, no, low, you, you started with 50. You started with 50. So congratulations to those boys. Uh, yeah, shame we, we didn't get not up for them. Memorable game? No. Yeah, I not, mean, the, and, not the most memorable game. But no. for Jack I mean, how consistent has he been over his 200 games? Unbelievable. I think I saw a stat. Oh, yeah. he's, he's played in 98 of Bailey Dale's 100. He hardly misses. He's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Now, I almost don't want to do this, but we have to talk about the weeks coming up. So I was about to talk about the games coming up when Dave reminded me off air that uh, I didn't give him or Smithy a chance to talk about their highlights. I just went straight into my Dominic Pedendo first goal. Now I'm going to be fascinated to hear what these highlights were because I reckon I saw them. So righto, Dave, you've made the big call. Let's throw to you first. Yep. What do you got? My highlight was just seeing Lockie Hunter back in the team. Yeah, great yeah, call. Great. So I'll that's all that. because there wasn't much else from the game I can pick. And uh, when Guy just rudely uh, ignored you and me, Smitty, I just thought, well, I'll just let it go. But no, I had to come back. Well, Dave, as we know, Guy is the captain of this podcast. So when yeah. he wants to move on topics, he moves on. Yeah, that's what he happens. Moves on, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My highlight was Libba's game, but Libba's goal. Nah, that left foot snap that the just snap. seemed to bend and bend. And what a ripper goal yes. that was. And let's not forget that was taken by Sweet out of the ruck, clean hands to Libba. Yeah. And Libba's goal, I mean, Libba's goal was brilliant. So, yeah, yeah, um, I mean, he just, his game was good. He keeps delivering as, you know, he gets a mention every week. We can't mention our usual ex-player who no. gets a run every week because Bond no. didn't get his goal. Did that, not get his goal this week. It was a yeah. run of 15 yeah. games, I think it was. Yeah. He kicked a goal every week. That does force us to turn to next week and the upcoming oh. rounds, which Dave read the fixture to his earlier listeners. And if you've had a look at it, it's not getting any easier. And we no. are not making it any easier to get into September. I've got to ask you a question here. Now, we're playing Sydney in Sydney next Friday night. Yep. Right. After just being in Brisbane on Thursday mm. night. Usually when you go into state, you get a home game or you get a game back in your own state. I Rarely have I known us to be in a state two weeks in a row. Can you remember a time we've gone two weeks in a row in a state, outside of finals? No, no that is a really cool. good point. It's a short turnaround and interstate. It might have something to do, I think, with our first seven games were all in Melbourne this year, and six of them were Marvel. Yeah. So I, I think when you start up. like that, it probably uh, means there's a bit more travel to the back end of the year. Mm. Great. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, who have we got? Who have we got coming up? Let's talk about the, for the next week. Sydney okay. in Sydney, so got, right? got Sydney in Sydney. So that's yep. going to be hard. Uh, then the week after that, we have got um, St Kilda, St Kilda, Kilda at Marvel, 
Uh, yep. Then we've got uh, Melbourne. Yep. At uh, at home on the Saturday night. Then we've got Geelong in Geelong. So and on oh, the Saturday night, uh, and then we finish the last three games: Frio at home, the Giants at home, and then Hawthorne. Is Hawthorne at home or no? Hawthorne's down in Tasmania. Yeah, I think it is. Dave, do you have a phone? Yeah. Because you took an inordinately long time between each of those, <laughs> and there were a lot of arms which I'm going to have to edit out. Are you on the app or the Bulldogs app? <laughs> yeah, well, um, where are you reading that I'm from? On the AFL app, and I was pressing round by round, so I had to wait for the next round to come up. Yeah, Just get on the Bulldogs app, but it's all there. Like. <laughs> That's right. This is because it was like Dave was making a surprise. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, as it was a re- as it was loading up for the week after, uh, and I'm like, we got some kill today. I know, even though I know that. Anyway, it was going through right, the footy well, almanac, page by page. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he might have had the, the record, the old record, where you're flicking through and trying to find your team amongst the well, listings. If you edit that or not, we've got an extremely hard run home because we've got five top eight sides in that. Yeah, and we haven't done well against top eight sides. So Bevo is still believing. Listen, we try to stay positive, but it wouldn't be fair if I didn't at least say we're a bit concerned. Yeah. I think that's a fair call. I mean, you look at that run home, the interstate travel, the teams we're playing in the top eight, you know, and then even some teams that had a bit of a slump like, like St Kilda, they're back. They played well yeah, against. That's, oh, that's um, not going to be an easy win. No, no that's right. No. They had a good. They had a good win. So, yeah, well, I suppose the ball's in our court. We front up and we take on the Swannies, and hopefully, we can knock them off and uh, still will consider ourselves a chance for finals. A few games went our way this round. Yeah, uh, by Collingwood, because yep. the Suns looked uh, dangerous late last night, but then Collingwood got over. The, a couple of results went away. A couple didn't. But you know what? It's up to us. Dave, you talked about this the other week. The the sort of middle tier players who yeah. are kind of the foundation of the team. You lose a few of those and you're really struggling. So yeah. anyway, we'll get a few back and uh, we'll see how we go next Friday night in Sydney. Now we promised a short recording. I reckon we're just about done boys. Anyone got anything else to say? No, it's uh, we, <laughs> it's been a few days since Thursday night. So we've sort of, we've bounced back a little and mm. uh, looking forward to taking on the Swannies, and hopefully we can bring our A game and take it right up to them. I'm the same as you guys. We're one-eyed for a reason, and I keep thinking we're a game out of the eight, and we're two games out of the top four. I love well, it. It's, it, it is that tight, isn't it? Just keep winning. All right, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Smitty. We will be back. We're, j- we're starting to get a little bit of a rhythm of recording on Sundays, so we'll probably be back next Sunday as well is, after is the this a, game. Is a record? Two in a row for me? Are we just a record for me? Are we in a... On a roll. Oh, no, you, you, I think you started all right earlier in the year and then you really lacked focus through the middle of the season. It's been noted by Smitty. Absolutely. But if yeah. your attendance matches our performance, you better be here next week. I'll be back. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Thanks, listeners. We say it every week. We'll see you next time. And go, dogs. Go, go dogs. dogs.